Life is a journey, and eventually, all roads come together. You're listening to Breaking Camp, conversations focusing on our passion for the outdoors, everyday life, learning new things, and growing as people. I'm Bryce Ginther. And I'm Aaron Brenneman. And this is Breaking Camp. Welcome, extreme adventurers, uh, to Breaking Camp. This is Bryce and Aaron, your camp hosts. We're glad you're with us. Camp hosts. <laughs> Love it. Welcome in. Um, Thanks for listening. Yeah. Dude. Um, Man. You and I were talking, and I was doing a little um, social media watching of your life, and it looks like you had a pretty it is fun- My social media representation of my life is so on point. <laughs> I give the full picture all the time. <laughs> not a lot. Not a lot. <laughs> yeah. You're talking about the trip we we took. Yeah, right? I saw some. Yeah. Well, I guess, Posted I don't know if it was pictures. on your page or if it was your dog's page. Um, it might have been my dog's page. It might have been my camper's page. It might have mm-hmm. been my page. It might have been my <laughs> yeah. space. Who knows my where space. it was, you know? It's like a, that. grab some pictures, post them everywhere, mm-hmm. you know? Because if, if they're not online, it didn't happen. Oh, exactly. Right. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, we had a chance to go. We, a steelhead trip got canceled, so we went over yeah. uh, to the Deschutes and the Crooked River, spent a couple of days. I would call it camping. Okay. Did, you know, did we fish? Yeah. I wouldn't call it f- a fishing trip oh, sure. by any means. Sure. I was probably in my waders a total of an hour and a half. Oh, man. If that. Wasted opportunity. If that. <laughs> you know, as long as I got a little period where yeah. I yeah. throw on the waders, get in the water, yeah, hear the sounds. It was primarily teaching the dog how to just be in the water with us yeah. or on the bank mm-hmm. or teach him that it's like, it's okay to not be up in our business or chasing the, the line. Right. So little brief periods of that were pretty cool. That's okay. That's a question too, because. A lot of dog, my dog in particular, is mm-hmm. why I don't take him fishing, or one of the reasons. Yeah, he doesn't get in your kayak with you? <laughs> Every time I've tried to put my dogs in my kayaks, they, it doesn't work out so good. I wish they <laughs> could just chill and lay down. It seems, to me, it seems like the most comfortable bed. Yeah. But um, anyway, they'll, they get anxious when I go in the water and they're not in the water, mm. right? And mm-hmm. so I say they, but it's, I, we only have one dog now. But, um, but, but anyway... It, it's if I'm. It's like they want to protect me and keep me safe, hmm. and and so it's just I'm. I haven't put the work in like you're doing right now. Yeah, we're trying in little <laughs> phase. So we went to like the Primeville Reservoir and we th- threw the bird for him out in the water, trying yeah. to get him swimming. He's not full on swimming yet. So we haven't funny. we haven't sent him for a dunk <laughs> to kind of kickstart that instinct. Like once he's in and he's off the bottom, he's gonna be fine. Yeah, I think that's the that in talking about it with you is that's the crazy part is like. I've never, I haven't seen a dog that doesn't, that consciously feels the bottom is like, oh, this is far enough. Like, mm. uh. I mean, he's been going in the water since like 10 weeks. Right. From the very beginning. Yeah. And you would think by now he's just like, love he's the water. Watch some other dogs. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He loves it. He absolutely loves it. He's just not swimming. He's yet. the splash so, pad dog. <laughs> I think the, the plan and the goal is once the weather gets a little warmer. Yeah. We will just get in with yeah. him, and then once we're in with him, it'll be fine. He'll be like, "Whoa, this is cool! This New is world, the best thing ever!" That's so funny. We'll be able to keep him out. So we're at the reservoir, and we we're fishing over on the shoots and the crooked. And Love it. It was good. Not a lot of fish. Um, that's what the dog keeps wondering. Like, why are you guys calling this fishing? <laughs> there are no fish. Does he look at you sideways with his little cute face? Well, he's focused on the water and like where the line is. <laughs> yeah. And so he's constantly looking out. So the day, oh man, if that could happen where he's actually looking at the water when there's a splash and a fish comes to the surface, mm, if mm. it was a surface, oh man, that'd be cool. Because then he'll freak out like, oh my gosh, like what's a, going on? Like a steelhead. Just a Obviously. Just bring it right into him, let him smell it, play with it. So good. So that was good. It was a great trip. Got some <clears throat> good time with the dog. But it was camping more than it was fishing. And I realized that I my preferred way to be at a campground mm-hmm. is... A campsite, right? Not necessarily a campground, but mm-hmm. is two days or more. When I am minimum two days, at least two nights. Yeah, doesn't matter time when you get there, when you leave, whatever. Mm-hmm. If I have a full day, if I don't, I'm I get this feeling that I am constantly in the camp setup and camp teardown mode, like a road trip, like a road trip. I guess <laughs> and you, I don't. We just found common ground, and again. I don't have any area 
to just relax, to nap, to yeah. read. I took hammocks. The weather was great. It was probably 63 degrees over there. Mm-hmm. Never got the hammocks out. Never got my magazines out. Took mm-hmm. a stack of magazines to catch up on. It's still a little cold for a hammock. I don't know. It was like 63. It was warm. It was really? good during the day. Really? It was, and the core was like in tank top. Oh, okay. And so. Huh. But uh, so just factoring that in, you yeah. know, and so that was, was something I was thinking, like, we did this trip and it was awesome. I could tell everybody I went to this river, I went to that river, but yeah. like in actuality, <laughs> I probably should have just gone to one river, <laughs> yeah, hung <camped>. out, relaxed <laughs> yeah. a little bit more, yeah. and spent the time, had the time, felt rested, uh, rejuvenated, then got back, mm-hmm. and so I'd been, I got a project on my car I've been working on. Finally made some progress. I've okay. been collected pieces and tools and you know ordered uh-huh. from here and there installed a hitch on the subaru oh which really I didn't have so what kind what size of receiver inch and a quarter okay. thanks for reminding me <laughs> I just just I, curious i was well, a lightweight vehicle so you can't put i was wondering if it was too big if like eh, maybe yeah. that's not a good call it's not a good but that's but then again that's like a judgment <laughs> call on me of like if i tow too much and blow my transmission up yeah. you know it should be my issue Right, I still uh, should be able to find that. I you I can't throw enough money at a two inch hitch for that vehicle. Really, I can. I talked. You to, tried. I talked to welders, and was like, "Hey, can I buy this hitch?" And we cut it and install the two inch adapter. Yeah, they're like, "No, I can't do that for liability and insurance reasons, because if oh. you go tow something, you come back to me and say I got this for my vehicle from this guy blew yeah. it up. Right? Doesn't make sense. I'm not trying to tow an airstream. Right. With a twenty year old. Little four cylinder, yeah. right? Yeah. What I didn't, what I was trying to avoid uh-huh. was the inch and a quarter to a two inch hitch adapter. Yes. Adding six inches, reducing my tongue weight. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I want to be able to put on a bike rack on there. I have a bike and rack. And so you can't find bike racks that go into the inch and a quarter hitch. We already basically. have what well, Core has one, Lolo, Lolo rack. Okay. That's a six bike rack. Okay. I just want to be able to use that one, plug it right oh, in. Oh, so and it's go. not for a trailer, it's for, it's for a bike rack. It could be for a bike rack, it could be for my gear tray. You know, so oh, I have my gear tray yeah. now, and I have to run an adapter, um, which see. is fine. Doesn't move it out too much. Reduces the tongue weight in half, so it goes from three hundred to one hundred fifty pounds. So let's say I want to take firewood camping, Not take very the much Subaru. Wood. Not very much wood, right? And strap on cooler and a tub. Hmm. You're kind of, but anyway, all all hmm. of that doesn't really matter. I I I tried to figure this thing out for a year. Yeah, no solutions other than to just buy the inch and a quarter. And figure it out because I figured at least if I got the inch and a quarter, yeah, yeah, the inch and a quarter is better than nothing, right? Because yeah. at least I got some options and I could figure some stuff. For out. sure, I got a bike rack now right. and that goes on the hitch. We can take two bikes because what I was trying to figure out and avoid is that we have to take this vehicle for this activity because this component fits on this rack uh-huh. here in this yeah. way, right? Yeah. So it forces us into yep. whatever. I want to be able to take whatever vehicle and it all fits together. It you all mean, just like, works. It's like Lego cars. Everything fits on everything else. Yeah. Yeah. So in so I had <laughs> some help with a friend. So I got the I ordered the the hitch online and I got the exhaust <clears throat> tool puller, you know, because you have mm-hmm. to have the special tool to yeah. pull off the things that mount your muffler and yep. got all that. Pieced it all together, got my deep socket set. Went over to a buddy's house and he was helping me out. We kind of got it all figured out and got the bolts back up in there. But I there was a period where I was struggling. I'm on the ground underneath the tr- underneath the rig, and I have I carry I had some super glue in my pocket uh-huh. <laughs> because instead of like in the winter time, my fingers will crack up and then they'll start just painful when I'm doing stuff or in gloves yeah. or in my pocket. So yeah. I, so I carry super glue and I'll put that on mm-hmm. around my fingers. It works way better than like a new skin or something. Mm-hmm. Holds better. Had it in my pocket down under the rig doing something, <laughs> and I get up and I stick my hand in my pocket somehow, and it's exploded. And I have super glued my underoos to my pantaloons. Oh, my gosh. My buddy's dude. like, dude, you better wash that off fast. We're going to have a something about Mary moment here. Yeah. Yeah, dude. That is not. So don't mess around with that. So don't... moral of the story, take the super glue out of your pocket when you're doing work on your vehicle. <laughs> I've never had super glue in my pocket. <laughs> You haven't? No. I I always will pick it up when it's in those like little three packs. Yeah. So I can just tiny. have it in every toolbox and in every car. That's so it's funny. You are you're the stash guy. You have like miniatures of everything because everywhere. Stashing stuff everywhere eliminates the need for the list 
and then to move it from here to there because if it's already there and it's it's one less thing for the list. Mm-hmm. It's a practical sort of a thing. <laughs> or and it also helps avoid the like, oh, I sure wish I had that. <laughs> the the worst part, nothing nothing worse than I sure wish I had that is, oh, I have that and I sure wish I brought it. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, then you're like, well, so better just throw that on the list, add it to the add it to the rig, oh, add it to the bin. Dude. Sometimes sometimes spending the extra $6 <laughs> for a backup one yeah. and having it when you need it is yeah. worth so much more than the mental toil of Yeah. Yeah. Well, I have that, but I didn't bring it. You super glued your underwear <laughs> and your pants. <laughs> so, so yeah, that was my that's been my week so far. Anything going on fun with you? You got out fishing, <laughs> nothing, huh? Nothing like that. <laughs> yeah, it's cool because fishing is happening. Uh, spring is really close. Of course, you know. It was close. seemed closer yesterday. It snowed at our house the other day. <laughs> wasn't that the weirdest snow? It was so bizarre. And, like, I actually wasn't here, but Amy was here, and she was like, it was full-on flaky snow. See, I saw that, and the temperature was a little high. It was like forty degrees. Yeah. yeah. But it was like the pellety, crusty snow. Oh yeah, like it was very. There's a word for that. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. But it was nuts because these are. It was on the heels of some beautiful pre-spring days. Yeah. Where false spring. You know, we we've mowed now the lawn, and so it's like it's starting right. You're it's it's changing the season, and then. It, every year in March, there's a day or two of like, oh, hang on, we still got a grip mm-hmm. on winter here. Um, so, but anyway, um, the water is starting to warm up, mm-hmm. and the weather is uh, getting warmer, and so bugs start to hatch and everything. And so, yeah, did a little fishing, and so it's nothing, nothing um, crazy, but just locally, and and uh, yeah, it's been great, and. They're, the fish are hungry, I'll tell you that much, and it's mm. it's so much fun. I love yeah, it. Yeah, some of that ice off on the lakes when you get the yeah when they come out of it and yeah. they're just ready to eat anything is uh, good. It's a little stupid because they just they'll eat almost anything you throw at them. So it's a you can have like an epic fishing day. Epic, huge, oh best day ever. <laughs> best day ever. All right, dude, I am gonna make you one of my favorite all time breakfasts. I can't wait. Breakfasts. Break, Breakfast. Break, break fast. fast. Yeah, we're going to break your you fast. Break right the now. fast, your Let's overnight fast. All right. Um, so, Aaron, you we've got the stove on. You're cooking in cast iron. Stove is on. I'm cooking. This is a seasonal dish. Yesterday was St. Patrick's Day. Yep. So, my favorite meal is always the corned beef and cabbage. Oh, this is awesome. I love it. I'm so excited about this. So, did you prepare all this? Yeah. So, oh, sorry. I, I'm that's right. taking you're away okay. from your cooking. Um, <laughs> so, I call this the planned over. Do you use that term? No. Huh? Some people, the planned over. No. Some people say leftovers. Oh. It's planned over because then you have a secondary use, right? Like you make a big old chicken or something it. and then you have chicken enchiladas right yeah so it's planned it's not just extra this isn't left it's it's planned exactly (laughs) planned overs provisioned so we're making uh, so i love the corned beef hash and it's a salty meat you don't have it much it's not Mm -hmm. available but i get it for i usually buy it the day after saint patrick's day so it's like half price (laughs) yeah but i got it and i cooked it up in the crock pot cooked all night and then i love Mm. the corned beef hash it is my favorite breakfast awesome and so like anytime i go out which is never nowadays, but go out to eat. I'll, I'll ask for if they have corned beef hash on the menu. I see it. I always ask if they make it in house. Yeah, because if it's just out of the can, it no thanks. It gets the job done occasionally, yeah. but it's not. I'm yeah. not going to order it. So this is corned oh. beef and uh, baby potatoes, and we're going to make corned beef hash, and I'm going to do a few eggs. How do you like your eggs, sir? Just yes, yes, eggs. Just like not watery. Them? That's all. If it's okay. past watery, I'm fine. I'm like over medium. Yep, perfect. All right, so that's super cool. Um, so yesterday, for being as it was um, St. Patty's Day, usually I have this on my calendar. You know, in the past I've run the Shamrock Run, and and that's super fun. Um, haven't ran that for a lot of years, but yesterday I got to work and didn't even think about St. Patty's Day, and the mask that I was wearing was green. 
because everybody was giving me garbage for it because I didn't have green clothing on. So at least I had green mask. You were wearing a mask? I was, yep. Yeah, at work. Tell me more about this. Oh, mask, mask. Coronavirus yeah. mask. Yes. I was envisioning like a- Not a St. Patrick's Day leprechaun like mask. Like a Halloween mask. Hey, something. everybody, I'm the leprechaun. <laughs> It's like you show up to work and you're like, oh, happy St. Patty's Day. <laughs> like, Bryce, you have a mask on. Oh, it's not Bryce. It's it's Patrick, the <laughs> leprechaun. Dye your hair red. Your beard <laughs> yeah, red. Exactly. Nobody would see Why it. Why do you have shoes with buckles on them? I always wear these shoes. It's my regular shoes. <laughs> oh, well, that uh, it was St. Patrick's Day this week, but it was not the only holiday this week. Um... Okay, you're going to have to help me out because I don't know what you're Well, Sunday was daylight savings time. Is that a holiday? No. Okay. The day after that is National Napping Day. Oh, gosh. You did send me that. I thought you were joking. I 100% serious. (laughs) I try and get a nap most days. I don't most days, but Mm -hmm. I try to. Yeah. I never make it on the National Napping Day. I find out after, and every year I'm like, dang it. I didn't do it. So I set my calendar reminder for the next infinity years. Yes. March 1st says National Napping Day, the day after St. Patrick's Day. Okay. Or the day after Daylight Savings. Daylight Savings, yeah. Dude, that's hilarious. Um, I Did you get any naps this week? So what day was that? Sunday? Monday. Monday. It's always the I, I did... It's always the day after daylight savings. Yeah, so I did not get a nap on Monday. Usually my Mondays are packed. It's a long day. Um, yeah. But anyway, all right, let's uh, let's get back to the kitchen. <laughs> all right. Okay, so we've plated the food. We had to, we had to pause there for a second and uh, get things situated. Um, I got to say, bud, this... Looks phenomenal. We took a picture. Hopefully, we can remember to put that on Instagram. Um, so I like this with the planned over because it's very similar to the way that I cook a lot of my camp food. Is that I'll pre-cook my meats, yeah, and I'll parboil my pastas or potatoes or whatever, and then it, you're still cooking and you're eating real food. It's just a little bit simpler. Yeah, I try and use limited amount of. Cook mm. anything I cook. I'm using real dishes. I'm re- using real uh, cast iron. So the less stuff I got to clean, the better. Yeah. But this is one of my favorites, the corned beef hash. Mm. We also got some fresh uh, chicken eggs here. Yeah. Farm eggs. Ginther Farm chicken eggs. I like how the yolk is actually orange. <laughs> yeah. Dude, that's the thing about, you know... The our chick or when you have chickens at your house and you probably feed them way better food or whatever, the yolks are just so much more vibrant and they taste better. Mm, so good, dude. This is amazing. Thank Isn't you. Not good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is a good camp breakfast. Ah, oh, it reminds me of when I was a lad. Plan it over. Cook your cook your meats in advance. Prep stuff so that it's already together. Yeah. You know, and then you're just compiling it and putting it together in the. You don't. You gotta do less prep work. Oh man, is that good or what? Happy St. Patty's mm-hmm. Day. Mm. Love it. Good deal. Oh, that was so good. That was so good. Thank you for making me breakfast. Yeah, we're recording a little earlier today. I figured I'd do a a camp kitchen in breakfast awesome. meal. I'm gonna. Have, what time you, do you typically eat breakfast when you're camping? Oh, geez, I don't know. It just depends. Six thirty, eleven thirty. I usually don't look at a clock. Oh, so wow. I don't know. First thing, get up. No, nope. gotta, gotta eat some food. No, nope. no. Mm-mm. Me neither. No, I I typically when I'm camping have two meals a day, with lots of snacks in between, mm-hmm. and so it's like a late breakfast typically, and then a pretty late dinner usually. Yeah, lots of snacks. Mm-hmm. I would say, yeah, around 11, 10.30 to 11 is a good breakfast time for me. Yeah. I'm not rolling out of my tent. <clears throat> no. And then let's Look, do a bunch food. of work here. Well, it's the coldest part of the day. You're groggy, you know, um, and, and it just, it's, it is more work cooking in camp. So, so yeah. I usually, I usually wait till I'm like caffeinated and awake and, and I like to have that morning cup of coffee and just sit and just, you know, or, um, if for 
whatever reason I want to get out there early and fish, that's the focus. Yeah, you get out there early, you get mm-hmm. coffee, get out there early, fish. Yeah. And then come back and nap and then have breakfast. Yeah, see, and that's the thing. I don't usually nap like that at camp, in camping. That's mm-hmm. where you've, you've, you've got me beat. Yeah, it's not a competition. <laughs> but if it was, <laughs> I mean, I, mean, it I was. would whoop you on the camping. <laughs> yeah. Comp- like the napping I'm competition. Severely behind. You ever had a two-nap day? Mm. Unless I was sick, probably not. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> This might be saying something about it. So anyway, <laughs> anyway, so today you welcomed the guests today. You've been doing this a different yeah. way every, each every week. Time. Yeah. And this week it was the... the Ex- ep- extreme Adventurers. Extreme Adventurers. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's a show on the History Channel. Yeah, like, yeah, like I want to watch that. Extreme. Right? What is that all about? Right? Well, one of the things I want to talk about a little bit with you and see, you know, if we could just kind of flush this out a little bit is this... I, I'm seeing it more and more in uh, media, right? Mm-hmm. So like videos or magazines or emails I get from outdoor-related gear company brands, mm-hmm. outside magazine, yeah. of this pursuit of epic. Like everything's got to be huge. It's got to be epic. It's got to be extreme. Mm-hmm. And it's led me to have to work through this sort of like, you know, I'm I'm not chasing epic. I'm not going the most miles. Mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not going the m- biggest activity. Uh-huh. I'm not doing the most extreme thing. Maybe it's because I'm old. <laughs> I mean, maybe it's because I'm boring. <laughs> You're not boring. But I don't find I don't find the the peace and rest in mm-hmm. the chase of that. I find it in the ordinary, the mundane, the everyday, the quiet. The slowness. That's what I was asking you about the, what time is breakfast? Mm-hmm. Like, do we wake up and we jam out breakfast so we can get into the next thing? Oh, or right. Or is it like, gotcha. do I ease into this? Yeah, right, right. A little bit. So that, I would say we probably see eye to eye on that part of it, uh, mm-hmm. the, the pace of of life as far as camp goes, but also a little bit of the pace of life in general. Um, but I think my life is probably more hectic than yours is just for Mm -hmm. the nature of having three kids. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and we've, we've gone through the years of, you know, activities and sports to this practice to this thing that can become a feverish pace. That's exhausting. Um, now that they're teenagers and, you know, my oldest is, is a freshman in college, you know, Isaac is, um, you know, he's got about done with his junior year, you know, Liza's in eighth grade, about to go to high school. So it's, it's, they're such, they're so low maintenance right mm-hmm. now. Um, and we're, you know, it's like they're pretty self sufficient. Um, and, you know, it's not like they've got it figured out and they're ready to launch or whatever necessarily, but, yeah. but they're getting there, right? They're, they're, they're starting to see things like that. And so, so the, and they need us less. I guess that's the, what I'm, mm. what I'm, the reason I'm bringing it up. <clears throat> and so I don't feel like it, you know, me and Amy, we're not the taxi necessarily like we were. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess I'm asking more, uh, yeah, out of not, not necessarily out of necessity because mm-hmm. certain times and seasons definitely will require, you yeah. know, it might be work. It might be family are going to require more doing an activity. Yeah. But out of preference. Right. And I find that one of my favorite things about camping is that I can set a preference outside of. Uh, tasks and to-dos and deadlines. Mm-hmm. Um, and I get to be free in that setting the pace of a day <clears throat> schedule or an activity. Yeah. So when you are, are in your, I guess just to echo back, like you're saying that you you feel bombarded by advertisements enticing you into this, this adventure culture. Well, I think, and, yeah, people say in organizations or magazines or whatever, society, mm-hmm. uh, messaging, advertising, saying the, the only way for this outdoor activity to be valuable yeah. and worth it and the right. way you ought to engage in it yeah. is if it's big, if it's extreme, if it's fast, mm-hmm. if it's huge, mm-hmm. if, it's, if it's epic. Right. I mean, uh, so I looked up the definition of epic. What's it mean? It is extending beyond the usual or the ordinary especially in size or scope. Oh, okay. So, I mean, even let's talk about, uh, you know, fishing might be an example. Somebody's like, oh, man, an epic day fishing. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. Well, that that might that might be great, but is that any more valuable or memorable than like a a normal day fishing? Mm-hmm. Like what's a normal day right. fishing? You might have a normal day fishing where you catch a couple of fish and you have great time inside your mind and your heart. And mm-hmm. that's valuable. Like totally. you don't need to have the epic day. And I think right. that the way that these yes, what I'm seeing is the messaging is yeah. is true or not leading me to see it and the only way that this is worth anything mm-hmm. is if it's if it's epic. Right. If it's extreme. <clears throat> that I, I get you. Yeah, I see where you're going. Um and and I agree too. And that's the that's a shame because um it's I think what makes me sad that that's the reality is that it's just not sustainable and it and a lot of times it's not even achievable. Mm-hmm. And so what we're what we end up doing is lying to ourselves that something was as great as it should be mm-hmm. according to popular opinion and then but we inside know it's a lie and we feel um kind of like we there there's a we're hiding right we're and so we start to pretend pretend to be better and bigger and whatever than yeah. we actually are <clears throat> and we're not okay with where we actually are and that yeah. and that creates this like well I have to measure up to somebody that doesn't even know me mm. um to add value to the conversation of whatever it is that you're you know, using as your example Mm -hmm. and you taking the like lens of the outdoors. It's like, man, if I'm not summiting mountains, um, you know, and not only summiting them, but how many a year, how long did it take? How did I scale back the aid or assistance in getting there? Like, you know, it's like this, like if I don't make it hard enough, if I don't make it high enough, fast enough, people will just kind of be like, well, whatever. I mean, that's, it's boring. It's too bad you haven't figured out how to do this epically. Yeah, you know. Mm. So yeah, that is a shame because I, ultimately it it basically leaves this void inside you where you're just like I'm not good enough, mm. and that's not true. Like that's the yeah. lie that we're yeah. trying to like debunk. You are good enough, mm-hmm. and we want to encourage people to do to get outside and do stuff at whatever their capacity is that right i mean yeah I think I'm for on sure track there yeah i think that it you know it can lead to like fomo right like i'm not good enough <laughs> yeah. and i should be doing this extreme activity or the um the fear can be paralyzing and lead people to not go try something because it's not huge it's not extreme it's not mm-hmm. epic but it might be simple and ordinary mm-hmm. and uh exhilarating in a different regard right just stepping in and trying a new activity like if you were going to look up you know you want to get a mountain bike Mm -hmm. right and you want to try and figure out how to go mountain biking or where to go right right what people aren't going to be talking about is the intro beginner place or the quiet peaceful flat terrain they're talking about the muddiest steepest most technical or go to moab you know and it's like uh, no, just get on your bike and go out in your backyard. Yeah, it's like, hold on a minute. Yeah. <laughs> like the the jump is there. So everything, the yeah. expectation is so huge can prevent us from stepping into whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's funny because, I mean, we've had similar, these kinds of conversations, you know, seeing as how our daughter is, is like, is 19 and is looking at like the world and like, you know, you can... You can, she's getting itchy a little bit and then, mm-hmm. you know, you can see that she's starting to kind of spread her wings and wants to figure out what direction it's going to be for her and, and where she's going to go and end up. And, and so you have a lot of these conversations and as parents, we're trying to give her parent parental advice, which isn't at that age really wanted, mm-hmm. you know, because we have, we have been, um, not to paint this dismal picture, but but we've experienced life in a way that it, we've it, there's a lot of hard mm-hmm. and there's a lot of falling down and skinning your knee and that uh you know it, eventually at cer- a certain age in life you realize oh that's just the human experience we mm-hmm. all feel mm-hmm. that we all mm-hmm. experience that so we're trying to bring that into the conversation but it seems like to her that we're trying to say just be ordinary mm. we you know where it's like no we're not necessarily saying that but if you are ordinary, that is perfectly all right. Yeah. And but if you think that you want to go and push the limits and and find new boundaries and expand on those, great, go do it. Yeah. But but do it for you, not not for others. Mm. Right. Yeah. 
So mm. that's pretty cool. Uh, the FOMO thing is interesting to me because I could look at that two directions, you know? So, um, you know, am I missing out on not doing stuff or, or am I doing stuff missing out on what's back at home or what, you know what I mean? It's like, mm. cause mm-hmm. again, like, mm-hmm. you know, if you're, I, that's me. I, I see people doing fun things that I, I think, oh, that looks fun to me. Right. Yeah. And I can feel FOMO that I'm not experiencing what they're experiencing. Mm. Like, oh man, I'm missing out on some stuff. Right. That's cool. I got to figure out how to get into that. Yeah. Um, and I have to manage that side of my personality, mm. but, mm-hmm. but I don't know if that's what your intention was. It's yeah, like getting of, removed. Also, I think on the other side is like cultivating, uh, the the messaging and the inputs and the desires and the social media and the feeds and all this stuff that are actually authentic to the activities you want to be doing and the way you want to be living, mm-hmm. not just eating the spoon-fed messaging around mm-hmm. you got to be doing all this epic, extreme, yeah, big, huge, worldwide stuff. Because there's, yeah, I think I maybe I'll look up the word ordinary. Yeah. What do you think? What do you think that means? I mean, it's got to just be common, right? Common. And just, you know, it's just a run-of-the-mill mm-hmm. common uh, experience or thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's and a, then you look around, you know, like, you know, just because just because everybody's doing it doesn't make it normal. Yeah. It's common. I think there's yeah. a distinction or between- Or it's not exciting, Common right? and normal. Yeah. 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 Not exciting. Not exciting- in a, what sort of a way, right? Like mm-hmm. in an extreme visual sort of appeal way that sells a product or yeah. gets you onto a thing. Yeah. Well, it's mm-hmm. kind of like you could even use it like cookies, right? Just cookies. Um, Would you rather have the fanciest looking cookie? Yeah. Or the best tasting like, cookie? Like, oh, I had some awesome cookies yesterday. What were they? Oh, they were, you know, chocolate chip with oatmeal. That's my favorite. Mm-hmm. And it's like, but did they have caramel chunks? Did they have salted caramel chunks? They didn't. They didn't have... Was it dark chocolate or milk chocolate? Is this like a surprise camp kitchen? We're going to have some cookies. You're like, please. Where are the cookies? Let's see. Let's do a taste test. We're going to compare cookies now. Okay. Yeah. I like, uh, anyway. But it's, you That's know, you a great example. It oh, yeah. It's just an ordinary cookie. Oh. I mean, but people are going to eat it. <laughs> yeah. You know? I don't know. Um, and I, I guess that's uh, this whole topic is of pr- the pursuit of epic. I just... I it I end up feeling sorry for folks that get caught up in it to the point where they really have done some cool things that that a lot of people would consider spectacular, mm-hmm. right? And just this is cool that you've done all these things, but they could still do that and feel less than and feel like they have yeah. 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 And it's just like, man, that is a shame that mm-hmm. that's the that that's the case. Um <clears throat> and so you know, maybe um, it would be, um, I don't know, comforting for sure, nice for sure, but maybe it would be the responsibility ultimately of, you know, people that are bringing messaging, that are advertising, that are writing articles to highlight the epicness of ordinary. Mm. I have a term for you. I was reading an article this morning uh, on the Wall Street Journal. It was talking about uh, how being more productive starts with doing nothing. Uh, right? yeah. You know, mm-hmm. productivity, there's always this sort of got to mm-hmm. do more, got to do more, got to be busier, got to sleep less. Yeah. But you can be more productive. Right. Right. Through these activities of holding these mental spaces. Right. For creativity, for right. deep work, for all that sort of stuff. So it got me reading. I found a term here. It's called uh, dolce far niente. Have you ever heard that? <laughs> no. That sounded funny. <laughs> dolce far niente. Far niente. So dolce far niente is a, it's an Italian term mm-hmm. for its pleasant, uh, the term is, the definition of this term is pleasant relaxation and carefree idleness. Yeah. Yeah. So when we were trying to figure out how to pronounce this off the mic, <laughs> I was saying <laughs> dolce is sweet um, and niente was was think was making me think of nothing. So it's like sweetness for nothing. Sweet, yeah. Okay, so that's and the, exactly and, yeah. and it and it is a term that is not derogatory derogatory mm-hmm. in connotation, mm-hmm. but it is um, appreciative and respectful of mm-hmm. the idleness and the downtimes and the mental pauses between activities. Because I kind of started thinking about 
on a camp pace, right? You know, mm-hmm. what is my preferred camp pace? I talked about staying one night and setting up and tearing down. You know, I like some idleness in here. Yeah. doesn't matter. It ends up not being idle because it's not like I freeze my body and I think <laughs> nothing and I do nothing. Right. But it is the... Um, a space of idleness that I can be free in activity or thought. Mm-hmm. So sometimes that might look like a nap. Sometimes that might look like fishing. Yeah. Sometimes that might look like cooking, eating, you know, whatever. Um, yeah. But it is without a, um, a have, uh, without like a, not even like a schedule, but mm-hmm. like without. Like no agenda. No agenda, yeah. The yeah. value is not in the next thing I'm going to go do, right. right? Like, I don't have to be doing something specific. Right. I can find value in doing nothing, which oftentimes ter- is always something. Oh, man. Yeah. That I mean, it makes me think of times where I've been camping with folks. Yeah. And, um, you know, you maybe you know po- people that, that literally, like you were saying, they wake up. And they hit the ground running, and it and it it is sun up to sundown. Ease into this day. Activity after activity after, you know, it's like we're gonna hike, then we're gonna ride mountain bikes, then we're gonna swim, then we're gonna, you know, have this treat or that treat for lunch, and it's a big production, and then we're gonna do campfire, and then we're gonna do a night walk, and it's like you just like <laughs> when when is the when is the pace for just like sitting and and just like did we hear a bird? chirp once oh, throughout our day yeah you know uh, when am i just here in this moment in the present not yeah. looking forward to the next thing i'm doing yeah but like a, a sensory exploration of where i am right yeah. like what's it smell like around the camp what sounds am i hearing it depends on what it smells like based on probably proximity or i was gonna say proximity to the pit toilet <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah i i just and it's like i can hang with a pace like that for maybe yeah. a day or so um but ultimately, well, nobody can sustain it forever. Even mm-hmm. people that you see are just on the go. We don't see the times when they kind of crash, but mm-hmm. they do. And and again, it's like, what's fueling that? Is it a sense of like you feel like you need to do this? Because again, mm-hmm. if you're doing this, these kinds of activities, like one after the other, never stopping, always chasing bigger and better, um, just because you feel like that's what some expectation is man that is so sad to me whereas like the guy that they may look at in camp that's like hey i'm just gonna i'm gonna be in camp for a while and i might nap and i'm gonna read and i'm gonna whittle i'm gonna hang i'm gonna hang here i'll keep the fire going yeah like those as they're like as they're you know shredding down a mountain they might be thinking what a lazy dude back at camp but it's like boring is that (laughs) over there no this is the best (laughs) well and and it's equally fulfilling i guess or it can be yeah i think that's probably what it is is that we're we're, each of us are fulfilled and Mm -hmm. rejuvenated and excited and brought to life yeah in our own ways um I think some of for me, you know, with the when I broke my back and was down for a period of time, like I came to an okayness of I don't have to be hustle and bustling and going and going and, and working, chasing and, and mm-hmm. doing and doing. And that's I found a mental place, a mental and emotional place of stability yeah. in that. Yeah. Today, I oftentimes tend to hold that sacred because I know its importance for me and the way that I am with myself and the Mm -hmm. way that I am with others. Mm -hmm. And so to others on the outside, it might look like, well, we're going bike riding and we're out on the canoe and we're going for a trail run. And Mm -hmm. that's guys lazy over there. It's like, no, 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 I'm, I'm just trying to keep stable. Yeah. Or it doesn't look like Aaron's having very much fun. I'm sure people see that most (laughs) of the time in what I'm doing, (laughs) you know, but I am having fun. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's hilarious. But I think that's the thing. Like we, um, we we always put our filter over, you know, our 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 you know, we'll say the outdoors, right? Just yeah. for the sake of argument, uh, we put our filter on that and what it means to seek adventure or to have a good time. And when somebody um, does something that maybe we're just like, man, I I've got nothing for that. Yeah, you know, it's kind of like, well, that's not fun. Well, maybe to you, correct, right? Yeah. Like my brother-in-law, um, <clears throat> he really enjoys rock hounding. And, you know, when he was a kid, he was the kid that was collecting bugs. And he had this elaborate bug collection and oh. rock collection. Did he have one of those ant farms that he ordered from I the magazine? Know, probably. I'm Ask sure he did. Ask him sometime. I'd like to know about that. Or, <laughs> or if he grew the seed, 
Seahorses. Seahorses, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Or no, the um, sea monkeys. Maybe we could have him as a guest on sometime. <laughs> Maybe we could try him as our remote guest. Our remote guest, yes. That'd be good. So, but like his yeah, value our, in that was probably huge, his enjoyment. Yeah. And other people would be like, no, he should be over here riding his skateboard. This is the yeah. best activity. And I think it was last episode we were talking about our first road trip. Well, it's our only road trip together. But we, it was start, the planning started as a fishing trip where we would also, um, look for rocks of some sort like some sort of gemstone or whatever and mm-hmm. we were talking it started in montana and i'm like hey i've always wanted to go let's do it and he's like yeah i'll mine for sapphires at this place well nearby is this river and you can fish mm. and i'm like cool okay well we ended up totally changing plans and we went to southeast oregon where you can do sunstones and and get sunstones down there he's like we'll just fish down there somewhere well it's a desert <laughs> And so there's no water, you know? So I started like, I brought that up. I'm like, he's like, oh no, there's water everywhere, you know? And and so as the trip went, I kept- You go, Bryce, my you go ir- fish that irrigation canal. It's actually <laughs> what happened. We got to a point where we're driving through a little tiny road that we were looking on the map that it looks like it goes out of Heart Mountain um, Wildlife Refuge. Mm-hmm. It, and we were like, let's just drive all the way through this thing, see if we can get out of it. And it's really long. I was looking- in this grass field as I'm wistfully wishing just for water, like, please God, let there be water somewhere. (laughs) And I see this green stripe in the field, so thin. And it, and finally we came uh, to a point where this, this water crossed the road. And so I walked up there to figure out how deep the water was to see if we could drive through it. Cause it was literally going across the road. As I walked up there, I saw fish dart away from me in the road. Oh, what? In the what? In the road, where this little tiny stream that was about, uh, and through the grass, it was about a foot and a half, mm-hmm. two feet wide. And then in the road, it kind of sprawled out, right? Yeah, yeah. And then it went continued on. There was fish living in it. Huh. And I'm like, we're stopping right <laughs> here. I'm going to fish. And I literally have pictures of me fishing in the road for these tiny little fish mm. and catching them. I'm out in the middle of a field of grass, and I'm like with a fly rod. And my brother-in-law is like, dude, you look like an idiot right now. But I brought back these tiny little fish. I'm like, see, they're in there. It was so funny. Um, but all that to say, it's like my idea of fun and his idea of fun, so different. Yeah. Um, at that point, especially, he's a fly fisherman now, and, and it's it's pretty awesome. But um, but it's just so, it like, if we, we could look at each other's trips and go, I don't know, man. Like, that does not float my boat, right? Yeah. Anyway, and then coming together in that with others, with with family, with friends, mm-hmm. and like, how do we do an activity together? Yeah, where we're both fueled and right. we're both rejuvenated, and everyone finds value and excitement and fun. Mm-hmm. But knowing we all find it differently. Yeah, yeah, so true. Mm. So how? <laughs> so so also kind of we're coming. I mean, I I read some statistics this morning that we're we're on the uptick again with the uh, coronavirus. Oh, really? Yeah. So, but however, you know, we have hope and light at the end of the tunnel with the vaccines and all yeah, that, yeah. right? Coming out of this, how do you, how do you see us being as a people? I mean, my fear is that a lot of people are going to be like they've been caged up, f- like in a prison cell mm-hmm. for a, a year and a half, mm-hmm. and they're just going to come out running around screaming, going crazy, activity, 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 go, go, movie, I got to go to dinner, I got to go here, I got to go there. Yeah. Whereas for me, you know, I've felt that I've found a rhythm in yeah. a non-expectation of all of this sort of running and mm-hmm. and rushing mm-hmm. and going and doing. Uh, you, what, what are your thoughts? Are, I, you, are, you, are you pumped to get back out and do all the stuff? Oh, uh, yeah. I love doing stuff, right? Yeah. But, and I think you'll get people that fall into the category of like, party's back on, mm-hmm. you know, let's get back out there. Well, and a lot of industries are waiting for this to happen, like concerts, you know? Mm, yeah. Um, that, that's just not been possible, you know? And and so just the atmosphere that goes along with that, I know people are really uh, wanting to get back to that kind of stuff. Eating in restaurants, that culture, mm-hmm. I'd love to see that be brought back to life. Um, I do love eating in restaurants and I think you can do it safely if you, if you approach it right, you know, yeah. and I've walked, I walked into a place the other day, just, I was waiting for some tires to be done on my truck and, and there were these, um, they like had hung plastic everywhere to make little cubicles, hmm. you mm-hmm. know, 
And I was like, I don't know if it'll work or not, but it's a, but it's an effort. It, they're yeah. trying, right? And so I really can empathize with the restaurant owners trying to survive and that kind of business that needs that kind of um, customer base. And so, but it's at the same time, <clears throat> I, I think it's not. I don't know if it's a popular opinion or not. Probably isn't, but. I really do think that what what we saw this last year was the weaknesses got exposed, mm-hmm. and 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 the the flow of life and the convenience and the and the fact that there were no restrictions because there wasn't something going on that forced us to, um, it covers up kind of systems that aren't working, mm-hmm. you know, and so. It amplifies and exaggerates those areas. Yeah. So now it's exposed, right? Because mm-hmm. it's a delicate balance. You know, how many strip malls have you dr- driven past that are just like ghost towns? Businesses that are closed that you're thinking, oh, no, that's a pretty like store that it's not going to close. There's a sporting goods store, in, you know, nearby that, that I drove by and it's closed. And these little coffee shops are just getting decimated. They're gone, you know. And Amy and I were laughing because the other night I was actually driving around. We were going to um, craft stores. I was looking for a specific type of yarn for fly tying. Okay. And it was proving to be very difficult to find. <laughs> and But anyway, we were driving into one. And, and it, I have this, this personal belief that the only food cart that ever needs to exist is a burrito cart. Because it's the best food ever made. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and so that's kind of my joke. And and I said, it's so funny. You're looking around the strip mall that's like business after business. The gym I used to belong to, a sporting store, coffee, you know, dress like a clothing store, all gone, done, mm. bankrupt, never coming back. Mm. Guess what was there? A crafting Ta- store and a taco, taco shop. shop? <laughs> it's like, at least you can like, always see? find a taco. Yeah. Because that's ultimately when it gets bad, that's what people want. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, and some, some models are, are positioned to, to ride these things out a yeah. little bit more. And, yeah. Well, yeah, and I think, love, though, like... love some tacos. Yeah, dude, tacos are, like, we should best. We should do, like, a taco hammock, our hammock rating system on types of tacos and burritos. Done. Mexican foods. Maybe we'll have to have an all food show. (laughs) I'm into that. Okay. Make Um, make a note of that. What was I going to say? There was something that... Yarn. You found your yarn. Well, kind of, yeah. You were out running around. Places... Yeah. Oh, I I remember. It's... But what you were saying with like... With like um, businesses that are... The the things are exposed, right? Mm -hmm. But what I think could happen... And this is where it's like... If people could stop for a second and just think... We could have stronger businesses that are run smarter and more frugally and mm-hmm. and just take care of themselves better as a result of living through this. And, oh, for sure. Right? And that's yeah. kind of like where it's like, yes, I'm not denying that all this stuff was terrible and that it, it was bad for people. It's super sad how many things were closed. Yeah. How many people lost their jobs and their livelihoods. I've been down that road. I understand what it feels yeah. like to lose a business. Yeah. And so I'm like, hey, it's it's actually okay if you choose to find the opportunity that presents itself. Now, in the moment, you're not going to be able to see that, right? You have to mm-hmm. grieve the loss of things. You have to figure out a new way to survive. Mm-hmm. But if you take the mindset of what am I supposed to learn from this? Dude, we can be so much stronger and better. Mm-hmm. You know, speaking of like, you know, people valuing strength or whatever. And I don't even think that that's the word necessarily that best describes it, but being, being better equipped, I guess, to last, you know, to endure. Yeah. Is this an opportunity to find the value and the benefit in it, in yeah. in my life and my worldview and my relationships? Mm-hmm. Or am I just chomping at the bit here for things to be back the way they were? Right. Not properly or suitably mourning, you know, mm-hmm. uh, what is gone in a, in a beneficial way. Right. But more in a gripey sort of way. Yeah. Well, and like what's been taken away from me, you know, this isn't right, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. You know, we have a, you know, we've got a lot of liberties that, here, right? So that governor this, that yeah. governor her. Yeah. And it's like, you know, I'm not defending one side over the other, but it, I do think that if you can start to look at an argument from uh, the multiple sides that, that exist, because it's mm-hmm. not just two sides, it's, it's, there's all kinds of nuance. If you can start to at least see those things, then you begin to get a, a much clearer picture of what the actual problem is because your problem on your side may not be my problem on my side and may not be their problem on their mm-hmm. side, you know? And so it's like, it, it's all com- 
be it's a it's contributing to the whole picture and that was you know kind of in this last year what i've kind of started to see is is that um for me personally i have been forced to look at or to ask myself what is being asked of me right now mm. and and the answer over and over is to um deny myself what i would like to do but do what what is the most loving for others and and be community minded you know mm-hmm. world minded and that is not a popular opinion here in this country because we have these freedoms that were given to us and it's like yeah we do we when we fought for those freedoms and all this kind of stuff but it's like too much of something can be also a hindrance to yeah. us i think also with intention clear intention and desire to have that mindset for mm-hmm. others mm-hmm. still can be a very hard challenge individually. Absolutely. All the time. Oh, right? 100%. It's a constant conversation with yeah. myself. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not saying I figured it out. <laughs> oh, okay. I was, look, <laughs> I was looking for the answer. Yeah, I wish, right? The answer is <laughs> every single day. an awareness <laughs> yeah. and an intention and a focus. Yeah, every day. Yeah. How can I look at others before myself? Mm. I mean, you don't see that in magazines very often, that, right? That doesn't sell a product. No. <laughs> it's it's like, look at me where you are not. Yeah. Don't you want to be me? Yeah. And and again, that's the epic culture we're talking about is it, it's it's not bad to do, to go to these beautiful places in the world and to show that to people. But it is, I think, bad for us to do that and show and talk about it in a way that makes others feel less than. Yeah. And so it's like, show those places and then give us, give some encouragement mm-hmm. that someone mm-hmm. else can do it. Or, or say, you know, describe the road that it took you to get to this as far as like the, the years of practice it may have taken. So the, something that could maybe lead to a, uh, identification of encouragement. Yeah. Desire, uh, building up. As opposed to one that leads to just like a sinking feeling of envy. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, where the, you know, you've got your, your um, I don't know, suburban house mom who just in the deep desires of her soul wants to experience that mountaintop moment with the lake in the background. Yeah. But she's a mom and she's taking care of kids and she's, and she's not able, she doesn't, she's never experienced outdoors in that realm. And so she she might look at that and go, that's not for me. And we would look at her and go, actually, you can do this mm. with with planning, with practice, with like easing into it. you can make it. your own way into your yeah. type of that. Yeah, exactly. It's like you you might be, take those awesome kids you've, you've got and, and show them this world, maybe discover it together. And it might be the hillside across the neighborhood from you. That's where it, it might starts. be the local park. <laughs> yeah, digging exactly. in the pond, finding the yeah. tadpoles. Yeah, we've right? done a fair share of that. <laughs> yeah, and it, and so again, it's like what you know. Talk about adventure. Raising children is an adventure. Mm-hmm. That is epic, right? Yeah, it can be epically messy. <laughs> it can yeah. be epically frustrating. It can be epically just like heartwarming. You know, it's all of those things wrapped up in it. But because it seems so ordinary. We don't celebrate it, mm. you know, because it's common. Because it's common. Because yeah. everybody's doing it, right? Mm-hmm. But when you look around and you see, oh man, this thing that somebody's doing that yeah. not everyone's doing is yeah. epic, and I wish I was doing that. Well, and I think it also speaks to people's like fulfillment in their work or whatever their 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 thing in life is. You know, if you're in your cubicle or in your office or in your in your work in the day, and all you can think about is being away from it. That's probably a good clue that maybe you're not in the right line of work. Mm-hmm. Not that it's all vacation and fun, but if you, like I ran into this point where it's like I constantly was thinking of things that were basically escape. Mm-hmm. Well, it took me 10 years to figure this out, mm-hmm. but eventually I was like, oh, I'm miserable. I need to change my yeah. reality. And nobody did it for me. Yeah, You know, I had to do some super uncomfortable things in order to change my reality. And it's not like I'm living now in some dream that's like the best life ever. It's just 
more happy. But if you got that, <laughs> if you got that sign, you put that on your wall, like living your best life. You can, you can, <laughs> yeah. you could be or a t-shirt. Yeah, right, right. But I, I uh, think there's, yeah, that's good. It's, it's happy. Mm-hmm. It's peaceful. Yeah. Uh, well, it's, and I think it's even de- deeper than happiness. It's joy because mm-hmm. um, I was talking about this at work the other day, where you know, happiness. I, I think of happiness as, um, it's almost like a tide. You know, and tide comes in and tide comes out. And so you can never stay in a constant state of happiness. Yeah, It's just ebb and flow of life, right? Because you can be happy one moment and hear some terrible news and be extremely sad the next. Yeah. And um, But joy is a deeper experience and, and joy being rooted into the soul, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. where it's unshakable, you know, but you have to choose joy. Yeah. And that certainly can lead to happiness when you have a spirit that you're going, hey, I am joyful and these are the reasons. This is where it's rooted. And and it's like, so to me, that's where when people are just like, I just want to be happy. And it's like, yeah, everybody does. Mm-hmm. And I think what they're really saying is, I wish I had joy. Yeah. You know? I think it was a Charles Stanley message I was listening to, but he was talking about, you know, happiness is a feeling. Mm-hmm. Joy is a state of being. Exactly. Right. If if yeah. you are joyful, you can find happiness in yeah. any sort of condition or circumstance you find yourself in. Yeah. But if you're not joyful from the inside through the rootedness of the soul in something, yeah. um, you will never be happy in your circumstances. Or yeah. you'll be con- or you will and mm-hmm. then it'll fade and you have to chase. Yeah. And you have to go on the bigger mountain. Right. Or the the faster run or the yeah. longer hike or the yeah. metaphorically speaking. Well, we saw that. We saw that this year, this last year, of people. It again, it's the same analogy as the stores. There was garbage under the surface going on in people's lives, and they were able to maintain because the status quo hadn't changed. Yeah, and you're just distracted enough by everything else going on, but all yeah. of a sudden you cleared out a whole lot of distractions. Yes, and and you you took you yeah you you it, they were just taken away right. It wasn't possible anymore to do those things that gave you that distraction. Mm-hmm. And you were faced with yourself, you know, and and it's just like, oh, and so what we what a lot of people chose to do was to to move their targets to the outside forces that were, you know, making decisions, trying to find a way mm-hmm. through a very difficult season, mm-hmm. and and they were now the scapegoats for these people's rage and unhappiness and you know the stuff that really. Look inward. Like it's yeah. inside you. And and you're taking your um unhappiness, your lack of joy, your you know, and you're just spewing it on everybody else. And it's like, man, you I can feel sorry for that person and go, Man, I would love and you could be empathetic toward that person. I can and understanding. Yeah. yeah. And and but it takes practice to do that. Yeah. I have to decide to go instead of just going, Oh my gosh, this is this person's ranting and raving, I have to not share my opinion with them. I have to listen to theirs that I disagree with. And I have to go, huh, I have never thought about it that way. Mm. And and they have to hear me say that. And then it may not, you know, it's not going to change my mind necessarily. But but it's like you, you diffuse an argument by just saying, wow, thanks for sharing that with me. Yeah. And and there there's not, what can you say to that? If somebody says that to you, you're just like, man, thanks for sharing. I appreciate that. There's no... There's no b- bad response to that, you know. <laughs> yeah, and and so it's like anyway, but that no, I think there's tremendous value in like looking at, you know, we talk about inputs, right? Like, mm-hmm. what information am I putting into my life? Mm-hmm. What are my sources? Where where's that coming from? Mm-hmm. Um, to to frame my worldview, right? yeah, yeah. But then also, what are the outputs that are coming out of that? What are and and for me, one of the metric quantifiable metrics that I'm yeah. able to look at. Yeah. Oftentimes is like, how much talking am I doing? Mm-hmm. Am I am I am I blaming other people or things or conditions? Mm-hmm. Am I telling other people what they should be doing or how they ought to be doing it? Right. You know, oftentimes the less I speak, the better it is. Right. Mm-hmm. So those outputs of, um, do I think I know everything? Do I think right. you know I have all the answers and all the information? But like yeah. you say, sometimes just listening to understand yeah is is a more valuable approach to that so. oh yeah yeah it's harder though 
It's harder. Let's all try it together. <laughs> this week on Breaking Camp. Maybe it's epic even. <laughs> oh, have an epic week of slowness, rest, Epically quiet, slow. <laughs> non-activity, If you, if you looked at a sloth going across a road, you would say, wow, that thing is epically slow. Sloth is my spirit animal. Did you know that? <laughs> I think so. Yeah, yeah. It's my spirit animal. <laughs> I got the. I, I've had the sticker in my cart forever. I just don't want to buy it. But uh, just it's taking it's your time. Of a <laughs> picture. I'm just taking my time. What's the rush, really? But this. It's a picture of a sloth. Yeah. And it says, it's doing like a yoga pose of sorts, right? Okay. And it says, Namaste, at home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You should buy that. So I love Dang. it. It's good. That one will look good. Well, cool. Well, uh, that's been a fun little top, uh, fun little talk. Good topic. We'll see how things go coming out of this pandemic. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd like to hear from you all about. You know, what do you? How do you do the outdoors? You know, how do you? How do you camp? Yeah. How do you live your life? Yeah. Has this uh, made you think about anything? So send us an email. Breaking Camp Podcast at gmail.com. Follow us on all the social places. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got some other stuff. Leave us a five star review, yeah. or review, all the stars. Share it with a friend or two. Awesome. It's been fun. Hey, love you guys. And most importantly, get outside and have some fun. Mm-hmm.